What's going on, Niner fam? This is Peter Lucas, and this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. This is my guy, Wayne Breezy, on the show today. Show Everybody better show him some love, like that's what I'm doing right now. Hey, Wayne, I am so appreciative of you coming on my channel today and talking, uh, chopping it up, Niner football, and talking about this week one uh, matchup versus the Bears. Uh, like, I could go on and on about all the places that they, people can find you, but why, it probably best comes from you. <laughs> Listen, man, I appreciate you for having me on your show, man. Niner Fanatic Podcast. It's about to go down. It's about to get crazy because you already know we're headed to Chicago, baby. And we're going to go out there and, and stomp on some bears. So I'm excited. But guys, listen, you can follow me at Wayne Breezy, man. It's just simple. Except for Instagram. You got to put the number two behind it. Long story. My account was hacked when I got back from the NFL draft. And I had to change it up because they wouldn't give me my Wayne Breezy account back. So that's why the number two is behind there. But yes, and please follow me, man. I appreciate it. And while you're in here, don't forget to hit that like button right now get that thumbs up yeah for sure like like comment and most importantly subscribe like uh both both channels both channels and already the chat's filling up like uh as they tend to do for uh wayne's shows like uh, <laughs> but melissa thank you for coming in mariah as always i appreciate you and like uh yeah it's just it's just uh we're, we're ready right now like to go to go nine week one we finally got to the regular season after all of the nonsense, mm -hmm. all of the nonsense, all of the, the national media trying to uh, kind of slander our slander, our character <laughs> like, uh, and uh, and just basically telling everybody like a bunch of stuff that I mean, honestly, it's not even real half the time. It's it's half the time. It's clickbait. So like uh, but I'm so excited for the for week one. I don't know about you, Breezy. Yeah, um, we've waited a long time, bro. Uh, we've waited a long time for football season to get here. We've waited a long time for the transition uh, to Trey Lance as a quarterback. We waited a long time to hear the coaches say that they were going to be moving forward uh, to use this Trey Lance as the quarterback. And I think now we're just anticipating what are we going to see out there? We got a glimpse of it, I would say, more in the Green Bay Packer game. Uh, and I'm not saying that because it was good turn. It was a good turnout. Uh, and the Houston uh, game when Trey Lance came in there, what was the was the, yeah the Houston didn't play in the Minnesota yeah. game. And the Houston game, it was a little bit rocky, which yeah. you expected. Offensive line was depleted, but you know what? We got to see the raw Trey Lance, which is what we need to see. We need to see the good, the bad, and the ugly with him, so he can go out there and find ways to continue to grow. The one thing that I do love is that this team is oh, is is a brotherhood, bro, and they're going to be there to pick up their brother. And with signing, restructuring, and re-signing for Jimmy Garoppolo, we just made another room for the 49ers that much stronger. And so this team is going to be excited to exciting to watch, bro. And I just can't wait to see how it pans out. You know, starting this Sunday. Yeah, for sure. 
And uh, like, yeah, yeah, you were speaking on the Texans game. I just look at it like this. Of course, you were talking about they had a depleted offensive line. Like it was, it was really, it wasn't necessarily what Trey is going to be working with on uh, on week one. But the the most important part that everybody needs to realize is they kept their starters in all the way to like third third quarter, something like that. And True. ours ours was ours were not like I think ours lasted like two drives. They left uh, Trey in for one more, but. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much on preseason because we're here now. We, we it's week one. Get excited, like. Uh, but now that we're getting ready to start the season, how how confident are you in this team? And what's kind of the main reason for your confidence level? Uh, well, my my confidence is pretty high. I mean, I know we have some unknown factors, mainly on the probably most important, second most important positions. In, in sport, the offensive line. So I feel like there's a bunch of question marks there. Um, but my confidence is still high. My confidence is still high for a few reasons. Number one, Kyle Shanahan is still the head coach. Number two, they replenished and reloaded uh, at certain positions. And they added new dimensions to the team, right? On the offensive side and the defensive side, we're not talking about how they added speed, speed at the yes. wide receiver position, speed on the edge, a.k.a. NASCAR Drake. That's what I'm going to call him because he's going to be in there in those NASCAR packages. They just got faster all around and stronger and smarter. And let, let me tell you how much smart, how much smarter they got. They drafted a kid out of Toledo in the fifth round, bro. Yeah, and he's cracking the starting lineup. I didn't know who he was. Forty Niners. I didn't. Had you heard of him before the draft? Before the draft, no. After the draft, <laughs> at, at the draft, I was doing yeah. my homework. So when yeah, we drafted were- him, I think I was there when we made the announcement. My man yeah. from England made the announcement. I was right there. I quickly, you can ask Mike. Finn, I went on my phone, started researching, started clipping. I was like, okay, I got to yeah. watch film. Got home, got to the hotel, started watching the college film. I was like, this kid's going to be a problem. Mind you, he lined up outside in college. He didn't even play yeah. nickel that season, the season he was drafted in. So I knew he was going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and you're talking about Mike, uh, like Mike Finn's my guy too. Like, uh, shout out to Mike. The, uh, but, uh, but yeah, like just, just like uh, Melissa was just talking about, uh, it's finally Lance and Kittle, or uh, Lance and uh, Fields. I, I'm 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 so ready for this matchup. Just not that it's a matchup really between the two. It's just, as much as we can just kind of get it over with and get it out of the way, so we can stop talking about that whole Lance versus Fields thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it's just uh, it's just a kind of a tired narrative because both of those guys did not get the same they didn't go into the same situations and like, uh, and the team, each team saw what they like. They liked better. 49ers traded all the way up to three to get, to get Lance. And now we're here. Like, and I'm thoroughly, just like you, I'm thoroughly confident in this team, but the mo the biggest reason why is because just of what you mentioned was that is that defensive line. I think that this defensive line is deeper than it ever has been. And just like you talk about in the NASCAR package, they got a package for whatever you want to do. <laughs> you want to run the ball? Let's go. Like uh, we got, we got bigs for that. Like, uh, but where we got, we got something for everybody. Like uh, anybody can get it, and it's going to be it's this defense. And not only that, but last year we kind of struggled a little bit on that on that uh, in the secondary, 
And I don't think that those those big uglies in the in the middle got a chance to get home all the time. But now we're going to be playing a lot more press. We got uh, Mooney Ward, and we got uh, and we got Emmanuel Mosley on the other side. And now it's going to they're going to give them that extra second, like uh, to get home. I think it's going to be a big difference in the sack totals this year. Uh, I don't know how you felt about that. Yeah, I mean, I think depth is key. Depth is always key. If you look at these Super Bowl teams and how they win, they don't win because quarterbacks make great plays. They win because there's depth rotation on that defense. And uh, look at the look at the 49ers when they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ran out of gas. Their defense <laughs> didn't. They have pieces that can come in and give guys a break. And that was the difference, right? So the 49ers, John Lynch, Adam Peters, Kyle Shanahan recognized that. And they had to figure out how can we make this mold of our defense and keep filling in pieces for the same mold. They had to go to Chris Kosiri. He was like, yo, give me this guy. Give me this guy. Give me this guy. So I'm with you. I think the depth is the key. And that's what we need to look forward to. And it's not just on the defensive line, right? There's depth on our practice squad. There are guys on our practice squad that should have made this team or made a team in the NFL. Matter of fact, sure. if I'm not mistaken, the 49ers had six players picked up. They let go of six players, and six of those players got picked up. They let go of more, but they had six players get picked up from other teams. That's letting you know that the 49ers got players, right? They got depth. Yeah. And so I think all around, man, they got depth at the quarterback position. Yeah, and it's – I mean, Hasty. I was kind of – I mean, I was kind of indifferent about le- about him getting away. But, Understood. I mean, but Tariq Castro-Fields, for whatever reason, like uh, I just thought that that was kind of a – that was kind of a big – uh, getaway for me because I think he has all the measurables. He just needs time to kind of gel together, and I'm sure that that's what the commander saw in him. But uh, but yeah, it's but we also did keep a couple of guys like Teray and uh, Malik Turner that I think we're not, those, that's not the last time we're going to see those guys this season. And uh, it's it goes back to the depth. It goes back to the depth piece. And like, uh, not only do are we deep, but now we deep on the practice squad. I mean, it's. That's a lot. That's a problem. A lot of teams would love to have. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just, I'm just going to co-sign with what you're saying. Like I, I, we haven't seen this type of a 49ers team before. And even with an inexperienced quarterback, like Trey Lance, the one thing that I'm most excited for is we brought back the nucleus of this team. The core is here, Right. And all they got to do is find ways to stay healthy. They, they're, they're automatically going to get better. The Nick Bosa's, the Debo Samuels, the Trent Williams, those type of players, right? The Brandon I. Ukes, like all of these players oh, are developing. You get what I'm saying? But now yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. And 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 I wouldn't expect, you know, one week it might be Debo, next week it might be Ray Ray, the other week it might be Jawan, one week it might be Brandon, it might be Kittle. Like they don't have to feature every single playmaker. Um, that they have and that's the cool part about this right mm-hmm. they don't have to feature them every single week but Trey Lance doesn't get enough credit for being able to go through his progressions and they might not always be accurate but the fact that he's looking at his progressions and then checking it down at the end is something that we should look forward to uh, as well as him being able to take the ball and move the chains with his legs yeah, for absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to Trey and we're going to get to him in a minute, like uh, a little bit deeper. But the so week one, 
we got the Bears, whose roster does not necessarily look good on paper. And they got a new, brand new uh, head coach in Eberflus. I'm, I'm hoping that I said that right. Uh, should this should this be like kind of a slam dunk game for them? Are we looking at this as a slam dunk? Or could this be kind of a trap, a trap game coming out the gate? I think if you're the 49ers mentality, the mentality that you want to have is we're going to go in here and take this win. Right. We're not going to let them give it to us. We're going to go take it. That's that bully mentality. The 49ers need to adapt that for the whole season. I feel like if they go in there being the bullies, they're going to have they're going to give teams every team a problem. If they go in there and don't have that mentality. Well, guess what? It's any given Sunday. We're Mm -hmm. on the road. It's going to be a little different type of weather. It's going to be a little wind. You know what I'm saying? And there's a possibility that the 49ers can lay lay an egg. I wouldn't say that it's a trap game week one, but anything goes the first game of the season. Like Anything can happen. But the mm-hmm. 49ers just need to make sure that they got the right mentality caps on. And if they have the right mentality caps, you know, whatever adversity that they face, they'll find a way to overcome it. This team has played together. This team has been coached by the same coach for the past five years. Whereas that team has a new head coach. Kyle Shanahan should not lose to somebody new, but you know how the NFL works, bro. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, when I say trap game, I'm just saying that this is a game that they're kind of supposed to win. And we all know, like we all know if we're looking at these rosters on paper, it shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close, but this is, this is the thing when you get, uh, when you have a roster like this and you have all these expectations coming out, Mm-hmm. There's always that threat of feeling a little overconfident and forgetting that in the NFL, these are all grown men. These are all superior athletes. And on any given day, on any given day, you could get got. And uh, it's so I just I look at it as uh, just like you said, they need to come in. They established this identity last season. And what I'm hoping is exactly what you just said, which is keep that bully mentality, keep that identity and just expound on it this season with Trey Lance and just add another another facet of it in, instead of just trying to do different things, but just kind of making taking that bully mentality and just and like going all in with it. Like uh, so I, I think it I think it could be a really a really a tone setter game for them uh, if they're if they just go into it with the right mentality. I think that they go into this game with that mentality. It's week one. They want to set the tone. Just think about what they did last season in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? They went in there and set the tone. Now, I know the score ended up being a little bit more close. That's because they let their foot up off the gas, and they started being lackadaisical. They started turning the ball over. Injuries started popping out. That was the game Jason Verrett got injured in. Raheem, like it was, it was a lot, right? And so I, I would say that they're going to have that mentality. It's just who the team is. It's their identity. They have the identity of the coach. The coach is a bully. I love it. So I think it's, it's not going to be a problem. Like I said, what's going to happen when they face adversity even in week one, what's going to happen if the field is wet or the field is not right or something doesn't yeah, yeah. go right in their favor? They got to figure out a way to overcome it. I think that this team, being that they have their nucleus there, they're gonna ha- they have a lot of all pros on this team, right? Yeah, they're going to be able to overcome that adversity. They should, like, because, like you said, the core, this core is, uh, and I, I would say that that our core is deeper than a lot of teams. A lot of teams only have like one or two one or two guys on each side of the ball. Yeah. And we got like four, four, sometimes five 
And like, I mean, how many captains could we really, how many guys on this team could we really label captain? Like uh, they all take a lot of ownership. And uh, that's a, that's another reason why I'm just, I'm loving the culture that we have right now. But uh, uh, Melissa put out a pretty good question. And um, so she says, uh, Breezy and Peter McGlinchey or no McGlinchey, who do you think is assigned to block more on the right? Kittle, uh, 44 Jennings or or Warner? Um, that's a good question. It, it depends on, um, what type of, uh, personnel they're coming out in. Um, you know, if the 49ers are going to go with two tight end sets, you know what I'm saying? If they're going to come out there with two tight ends, they're probably going to have one running back and two wide receivers. So that would be 12 personnel. Then I would motion, I would motion and then you, and you know what? We've seen Warner do motion in the preseason. I think they're yeah. trying to get him acclimated. I would Warner. I would motion Warner, put mm-hmm. him on the left side, have him motion to the right, have him chip. Let Kittle still be a pass catcher. This might yeah. be Kittle's best season. Now that I think about it, it simple be. fact that they have tight ends that can do necessarily what Kittle does. I don't know if Warner is as good of a blocker, but man, he's a great blocking tight end. Um, so I don't think they're going to use uh, Juszczyk in that position. I think they take him off the field, put two tight ends in there, go one running back as Elijah Mitchell, depending on the down and distance or whatever, and then you put those two tight ends in there. That's 12 personnel. I like our chances in that, and I would motion Warner. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like I like that whole thing. I want to see more of that Trent Williams going from the left, left to the right in motion. I mean, we saw a little bit of that last year. And, uh, and I, and I want to see, I want to see them somehow, somehow Poe get back up into the, into the 53 man and some, and then move him around too. I, I, I think some energy injuries would have to happen for that, to, for us to see it, but I would, I, I can't, I, I'm hoping that we see it at some point this season, but yeah, like I like Werner. Werner has, to me, has progressed every season, just a little bit more to the bag. Last year, they really primarily used him to block. Like, uh, but I think with Tre- with uh, Trey out there, I think that there's gonna be some extra opportunities for mm-hmm. some guys to make some catches. And uh, and I think this may in the little bit I saw of him preseason catching ball a couple of balls. Uh, I mean, he looked solid. Like he he's not fast, but I mean, he's one of those guys nobody's expecting him to be fast. So and they're they're not even expecting him to be thrown to. So like I think that he could. He could definitely be uh, a guy that they kind of mix match with Kittle, and who knows gonna who's gonna come out of that right side? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, the so let's move on. Like I mean, while we're on the offense, let's let's just move into let's just move into the QBs. Like uh, so, Justin Fields got to start like uh, 10, 10 games last season. Um, do you think that's an advantage for him? Uh, I think it. Is, I think it is a little bit, but uh, do you think it's an advantage, or is the new system with so many new players uh, like starting? It is it like starting from scratch for him? I think it's like starting from scratch. Um, when has that not ever been the model? Like you've seen numerous amounts of quarterbacks, other than Tom Brady, who can get a new system. Um, you know, I, I would say if he had like five years of experience, then maybe the new system wouldn't affect him because he can kind of like control the system a little bit. Uh, but it's like starting afresh. It's like he has to learn a, a whole new playbook, learn a whole new style, way to play the game. And this could affect his play. Um, 
and, and then how the defense plays against him. Like that's going to affect his play too. So I think it's, it's that I, I, I don't necessarily feel like um, his 10 games starting is going to be experienced. Typically I would say yes, but being that he's going to be in a new system, I think you got to chalk it up to the new system. It's almost like hitting a reset button for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's that's how I look. I, that's how I look at it. I mean, I think about Alex Smith and how many offensive coordinators he went through and head coaches he went through, and you saw it just stunted his growth. It, it, he had to wait all the way until he got Harbaugh to get somebody to actually believe in his ability and like and tailored the system around what his skill set was. So like, uh, I think, I think that uh, that. Eberflus is coming from the Colts. Uh, from what I'm hearing, they're uh, they're they're going to be running that wide zone, the mm-hmm. wide zone run like uh, like we do. Um, I think it's going to look a little different for the Bears, like because I don't think that they have the offensive line for that kind of system. So it's going to look a little different uh, in the beginning. But I just look at at this for I want to see if if I was a Bears fan, I would want to see just simple growth from uh, from Fields making learning those pre-snap reads and like that kind of stuff. But I, I don't think that we're going to see that out the gate. I think that we may see a little bit of deer in the headlights uh, this first game, because like I said, like we were talking about the big uglies before this defensive line, isn't going to give him any time to, to go through those progressions. And it's so I, but for the length of the season, uh, yeah, I think it, I I agree with you. I think it's just going to be a hit, hit the reset button and him learning a whole new thing. He, we might not see the real Justin Fields until next season, because uh, mm. a lot of a lot of quarterbacks tend to take two to three years to find out who they are in the league. Uh, I think that I think that he's going to try a lot of things, and but but we'll see. And it, it's it's rough when you're on when you're on a roster that just doesn't have a lot of great players. Now, who's to say that this new system with this coach doesn't isn't a better fit? But yeah, like uh, we'll see that that's remains to be seen. You know, we're going off of what we've seen from the players on this roster and this roster does not look good to me. Good point, man. Really good point. I just feel like this roster, as far as the Bears roster, I look at their roster and I'm like, oh, man, like offensive line. It's it's all right. It's, it's not yeah, it's, it's mid very mid like. And then they, they got one play. They got one and a half playmakers. I, if I had to circle a person, well, I, I take that back. I'm sorry. They got three and a half playmakers. All yeah. right. Because I'm going to tell you the pieces that I would watch out for. You got to watch out for Darnell Mooney, but I feel like you could take him out of the game. If you mm-hmm. feel like he's that guy, go just put Ward on a man and man, and then he probably won't get. They're going to try to utilize Mooney all over the field, kind of Tyler Lockett style. They're going to line him up in the slot. Samuel Womack's going to get his test. I feel like that's what they're going to do with Darnell. They got a couple of other receivers, big guy. Uh, what's his name? Equinamius uh, St. Brown, I think that's his name. Yeah, he's yeah, St. Brown. Yeah. A bigger, bigger wide receiver out there, speedy guy. They got speed in their wide receivers, but their wide receivers struggle in creating separation. So I'm not necessarily worried about the wide receiving game. I don't want us playing Ambry Thomas style football. I don't want us playing off 10 yards, giving up all these underneath joints because you don't want Justin Fields to get into a rhythm. You don't want him building confidence and you don't want him getting to a rhythm. If you want your defense, if the 49ers trust their corners, if they trust their corners, play press, go after that quarterback, knock him off of his rhythm early, go up in the points, 
and then you can lay back just a little bit. That's how I would play this game. Like I said, three and a half playmakers. The half is maybe three because I could combine two. I'm not going to front. David Montgomery could be a problem. He could be a problem. Pass catching out of the backfield as well as running in between tackles, getting low, getting skinny. And he likes to get to the outside. So they like to run outside zone. Um, Then Khalil Herbert is another guy we're not talking about. Khalil Herbert, in my opinion, is going to be a problem. Uh, he was a problem last time we played him. He had about, what, 70-plus yards, I believe, or maybe 50 to six, fifty to 70 yards. Can't remember off the top of my head. All I know was uh, it was him and Justin Fields that did all the rushing. I think Justin Fields' rushing number is going to go down to about 40, and yeah. then you, you got to pay attention to the running back. So, look, and then the other half, if I had to combine, I would combine those two players, Khalil um, Herbert and uh, Cole Komet. I don't know what Cole Komet. Yeah. Is going to be yet. I do know he's a big target. He's probably the safe zone. And Cole Komet was keeping drives alive in the first matchup that they played in. But guess they don't have Jesse James there. So I don't know if Komet's going to be able to do what he did because they had two tight ends that they utilized in that 12 personnel. And so those are my pieces that I would pay attention to. And if his weapons aren't on, if, if you knock Justin Fields off his trajectory, I'm not necessarily worried. That's why the 49ers got to go out there with that mentality, bro. Yeah. And I agree with all your points. Like, uh, I just, I'm hoping that this run defense looks exactly like it did last season. And teams were not going to run on that. That was not going to happen. And now this week one, we don't, we don't really know what it's going to kind of look like week one. But, uh, but I, I think that if they hit the ground running like they did last year, I'm not too worried about the running backs. David Montgomery is a beast. Like uh, beast, he's a beast, and uh, Khalil Herbert actually is a pretty good back too. Um, but I, I think the one guy we failed to mention was Ooh. the 49er legend Dante Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> I would be hey, mad. Hey. You, you want to know what will make me curse, bro? Yeah. If oh, Dante if he gets a Pettis, yo. <laughs> I, I was I'm going to lose my marbles on Twitter, bro. I'm yeah. going to lose it. Matt, because I'm gonna be there. So yeah. you you I'm gonna I'm gonna have a problem. I'm I'm gonna be bad. I ain't going front. Yeah, it's and, and he actually did I saw a clip of him doing somebody dirty in preseason. Uh he did some uh he had some, a move, uh, right? Yeah, he put a move on, on yeah, uh, I seen on it, bro. I seen like, it. uh yeah, and it and I was like, okay, Dante. Like, I mean, I mean, where was all that? Like, uh, year two with us. Like, uh, I just, I think he was mentally hurt with the 49ers fam, and he couldn't overcome that. And when he went to the Giants, he was able to get a little bit more loose. And now that he's with the Bears, I think he's just getting into com- being comfortable in his own skin. But he couldn't figure out how to be a dog in Kyle Shanahan's system. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, I mean, he was just. I mean, he came in with a, and nothing against multicolored hair, but when he came in with that, I was a little, uh, okay, Dante, you had a so, so good season last season. I just don't want you acting crazy. Right. <laughs> like, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we go over all these names and know that nobody's heard before. And when you get to Dante Pettis is, uh, is like the third or fourth wide receiver on your depth chart. You got you got some issues, like you got some talent issues, like uh, as, as a, from a weapon standpoint. But I do like Cole Komet. Like I do like him. Like him he's not the fastest guy. He's like <laughs> one of those. 
like uh, what, who's the guy from uh, the Cowboys that uh, used to just always be open? No athletic ability, but he was always be. Uh, no, the guy that they had before Schultz. Like uh, the guy. Uh, uh, no, when uh, when Tony Romo was there, Tony Romo's favorite target. Oh, Jason Witten. Yeah, Jason Witten. Witten gotcha. didn't have no athletic ability whatsoever. He was just always open. He can and get like, open. Uh, Number eighty-two. He can get and open. That's that's the way I look at this kid. He's got. He just finds ways to get open. And yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, our linebackers are built to cover, to cover in the passing game, and uh, so I don't think that he's gonna get off per se. But uh, but I mean, the the chance is there if uh, if they can somehow if they somehow get the running game going or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I just don't think that there's too many weapons on that side of the ball for for us to uh, to have to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but the what do, what do you think we see from Trey? Like, let's flip it to the to the 49ers side on the offense. What do you see? What do you think we see from Trey in this game? And how many times do you think he actually is going to get to throw the ball? I just did. I just did my show with John. His number is 18 and a half. My number is 20. I think the max attempts you want Trey throwing the ball is at that 20. Uh, I think because you're playing this particular type of team, I think you want to try to for, you want to run the ball down the thro- their throats. I, I think you want to establish that identity. Uh, I think you do see a couple of runs from Trey, too. Don't get it twisted. I think you're going to see some quarterback keepers, uh, maybe two to three, maybe t- three to four. You're going to see them a couple of times. It all depends on, like, how they're playing because they're going to look the bears know that the 49ers are going to run the ball. Mm -hmm. So that means they're going to put seven to eight people in the box, right? Seven, their front seven, and then probably put the eighth safety up in the box. I I think Brisker is going to play more in the box, right? Yeah. So that means who's covering Trey Lance. Yeah. So if you drop back, you put the eight in the box and Trey doesn't hit his quick route, he's gone. Yeah. You got you got eight people going this way. He sees it. He gets skinny, gets right up the middle, and it's a first down, possibly yeah. a touchdown. This is what Kyle Shanahan wants. He wanted defenses. He, he wants to force the defenses to play honest, 11-on-11 mm-hmm. football. So with Trey Lance, I think you're going to see some inaccurate passes. You're going to see a big play. You're going to see him get confident, and you're going to see him manage this game. Yeah. It's almost Jimmy-esque, like it's the same. We're going to see the same thing, except for you're going to have to add in the big play factor because mm-hmm. Trey Lance has the ability to take advantage of secondaries that don't know what the F is going on out there. And I yeah. don't like their secondary. I don't think their secondary is good. What was the throw? All right, can we? I know you don't want to talk about preseason, but we got to talk about the one throw he threw to Debo Samuel. Yeah. All right, I'm not saying that was his best throw. I I personally thought the ball was a little bit underthrown. Had he threw the ball like a little bit further, and Debo could have kept run out to probably get an attempt on getting it, he probably yeah. would have drew the flag because the defender would have probably grabbed Debo. That would have been an easy flag to call. But For sure. I didn't say that to bring that. I didn't. You know, I, I want to bring up the fact that Trey Lance did that. Now, mm-hmm. Kurt Warner was thrashing people saying that he should have went to Brandon Ayuk. No! Yeah. The throw was man coverage. He located the man coverage. This is what I'm talking about. This kid is a scot. This kid is good. He's good. He said, wait, my receivers meant one-on-one? 
no safety help. Safety was late. I'm yeah. throwing it to him all the time. It's either going to get incompleted, completed, or nine times out of ten, that's not getting intercepted. There's no more Deion Sanders playing football. Guys don't play <laughs> football like that. So, yeah, for sure. Like, that was the perfect read. Wasn't the best throw, but perfect read. And it should have been a flag. We're not even going to talk about that. I think Trey knows that. I think Trey understands football. Like, that's my point. Like, he gets it. Yo, safety. Oh, safety's going that way. One-on-one. If he catches it, he catches it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so because of that, you add the big play capability and the fact that now you can you can you can run some weird sets out there, bro. That that that, that that's my thought. Okay, like, go ahead. You take it over now. You oh can yeah, run yeah. Some no, weird I see you. Like a, I like they were. Pra- I saw a video of them practicing the the triple option. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just thinking with Trey's cannon, like what you could run out of the triple option, and it's it's kind of scary to the, even think about. Because you don't think of guys with big arms running the triple option. Like, uh, and it's with a guy like Debo out there, with Ayuk out there, with, I mean, you could throw in Danny Gray and uh, and Ray Ray McLeod that can, that can get deep. Uh, I just think that, and with the, as much misdirection as, as Kyle likes to run, like you said, it's playing eleven and on eleven football. Now that you're putting the defense in a, in a decision making quandary, bingo. Like you got, you have to if you want to play it uh, smart and just stay where you are. They, you're going to get at the best best case scenario is you freeze and don't don't move and like just wait to see what happens. But most defenses aren't going to do that. They're going to go with their instincts. They're going to go wherever they think the play is going to go and. And uh, but Kyle's gonna make you wrong. He's gonna make it so you can't be right in any situation in any of these situations. So it's gonna be somebody's gonna be open, and it's just gonna be up to Trey to uh, to get comfortable with it, comfortable enough with himself and his own reads that he just sees it. He just sees it and hits that open man in stride. Like, but that's what we're looking to see from him, at least for me. That's what I'm looking to see. I'm looking for Trey to just be confident. If he yeah. makes a mistake, how can he shake it off? Can he go out there and redeem himself? Like, just I just want Trey to be Trey Lance. I don't want him trying to be anything else, anybody else. And we haven't seen him try to be anybody else or anything else. And the coach hasn't tried to make him be anything else or anybody else. And that's what I'm loving. So even with his, like I said, even with his discrepancies and, and, and if he makes mistakes, you know, coach slaps him on the butt, says, shake it off, get back out there, go get me a touchdown. That's yeah, that's sure. Trey. It's been yep. Trey. After every interception trade through, he he got a touchdown. Yep, eighty. And sometimes it was the same play. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just that one of the Texans was the 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 one he got to Debo was the same play that they ran earlier. There it is. Like uh, so, uh, yeah. Right, because and, on the first one he ran the wrong. He read the safety wrong. Yeah, and he threw it. And this time, safety was nowhere in the picture. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna throw this a little bit farther out." <laughs> and but yeah, rest is history. But so there's another part of that. There's another facet of this offense, and really, I think it's gonna be the focal point of the offense. I think everybody focuses on Trey, but I think the real focal point is gonna be the same as it always is with the 49ers, which is this running game. Like, uh, so you've got uh, you've got Elijah Mitchell that's gonna start. Who we haven't seen at all. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> none of us have seen him at all except for the beat writers probably in practice uh, i'm guessing like uh jeff wilson is number two on the depth chart but i know that we're gonna see some tdp like uh and and then you've got jordan mason lurking <laughs> like uh and i i just i feel like they're gonna they're gonna try and use as many of these backs as possible and just kind of wear down defenses. How many times do you think they run the ball in this game? Oh man, this gotta be, I, my, the, I want the number to be like 40. Like I want, yeah. I want the number to be in the forties, like just like 35 and up. That's where I'm going with this 35 and up. We run the ball 35 plus times. We win every game. Like that's just our MO 35 yeah, attempts we win the game like that's just who we are and and out of those 35 let's say the number is 35 i think three to five of those joints is going to be quarterback runs it's going to be crazy bro <laughs> it's it's just going to be an offense that i don't think even even though in the on the ravens lamar runs the ball a ton and they run the ball a ton it's just yeah. gonna it's gonna look completely different because i think with anthony lynn coming in i think they're gonna they're adding some more power in mm. and uh it's I think that it's just going to be a well-balanced running attack. Like uh, I think the bread and butter is always going to be that wide zone, but, uh, but I think that they're not going to be afraid to use some, uh, some halfback whams and, and some trap, some trap plays. And I think that's gonna, I, I just think it's, it's going to throw guys off balance just enough. And, but the other part is that they're going to be running it the same plays out mm-hmm. of like four different from formations. formations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, so it's, yeah, it, it's just gonna, it's gonna be crazy. I like, uh, I'm so thirsty to, uh, to see this to running attack and like, uh, and to see what it does to teams when you can't win. Cause eventually you're not going to be able to stack the box. So that's my point. Like, uh, I, I just can't, I just can't wait to see some of these guys get to the second level and then just start running guys over. And depending on like, like how many guys they dress on Sunday, um, like that's going to tell the fact that's going to tell the story. Right. Because if, if Elijah Mitchell comes out, now you're going to get an angry Jeff Wilson. If angry Jeff Wilson comes out, now you can rotate in a fresh power back and TDP. Yeah. And then, and then when TDP comes out, if you want to switch that up, let's say they go two wave combos. Now you put that's in Jordan Mason and now mm-hmm. you got this burst of energy out of nowhere. Jordan Mason is a, I'm going to call him a star burst. He's a burst of energy that runs hard. Yeah. Like that's it. Hard power, bam, right? So TDP, yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr., Jordan Mason, and Elijah Mitchell, all power backs, all can get to the outside. So we're going inside, outside zone. We might not have that same speed on the outside that we had with Raheem Mostert and the Matt Breeders and things like that, but we have mm-hmm. manipulating speed. We have speed that you just like, do they have the extra gear? And then they turn it on and then bam, they catch you slipping. Game is a deception, man. It's all about how Kyle is going to deceive these defenses with his play calling. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really comes down. Like, uh, I just look at it as, you know, like uh, you mentioned it just two seconds ago and it's, they, what if they come at him in waves? Like uh, they treat it like the defensive line and like, you know, first, first two quarters, you got Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson running as like a tandem and then second half you come out with tdp and jordan mason like because nobody's wanting to, to to tackle jordan mason in the fourth quarter like nobody 
I, I don't I don't care who you are, like uh, how good the team is. Nobody's wanting to to have that heavy guy just keep running themselves right into me full speed. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. But this so as like uh, for the Bears, like as bad like we just talked about their their weapons kind of not being up to par. Are there are there do you like uh, we kind of talked about them? Uh, like uh, there's a guy, Bellas Jones, that I'm looking at. Oh, uh, yeah, speedy guy, that, huh? And we didn't mention him earlier, but he's a guy. Uh, Melissa kind of reminded me of him. Do you th- like? Uh, do you think that he's going to be any kind of factor in this in this offense? Well, it it depends, right? Because I don't think he's a good route runner yet, and I feel like he's the Danny Gray of their team. Yeah. And, um, like how how long do you think Justin Fields is going to have time to throw that ball down the field? deep for this guy to get it so if he's in the game i feel like they're going to utilize him on the nine routes and there's probably going to be some overthrown balls things like that balls behind the guy like you know now he shouldn't be able to draw penalty flags of being a rookie but hey i I don't think he's going to be much of a factor i did say that their team has speed on and at the wide receivers though their skill positions are fast i will say that but Mm. javarius ward Knock that little sucker off his route yeah. or whoever it is you're going to be defending. Emmanuel mostly might have a field day with this. And then this is where I like Tarverius more. Yeah. This is where I like Tarverius more. And the reason why is because he plays free safety rather well, right? He yeah. struggles in the box. He struggles when he has to switch in between them. But I think you play, you play single high. And I think you let Tarverius play out there and if you see the fly guy go down that route, you help over the top. This could be an interception game for Tarverius Moore, bro, if Justin Fields is going to take those chances. So I don't think Vel- uh, Velis Jones Jr. is going to be a problem, uh, but he does provide and add that dimension of speed, just like Danny Gray provides the dimension of speed for the 49ers. Yeah, and he's he has a little he has a little extra, like, I mean, when he was coming out of college, people were trying to make him the uh, the, the Debo of the group. Like uh, they were calling him Debo because he they, they were using his college was kind of using him in that that fashion yeah. that kind of was army knife. So that though that's the only reason why I bring him up because he adds a, a dimension that they don't really necessarily have uh, like a like any guy like him on that on that squad. He's not really gonna he's not really a true wide receiver in my mind. Uh, like he's not gonna catch a lot of contested catches like that kind of stuff. He's more of get him the ball in space and and then after the catch kind of stuff. But okay. yeah, but Velas Jones, I mean, he's a rookie. Like, uh, I don't expect him to be even a big part of the the game plan. Like, uh, I just thought that we may see him, but uh, but we'll see. Let's move it over to to defense. Like, uh, <laughs> my favorite part Dogs. of the game. And what do you think? What do you think of the Bears' defense? And do they do they take a step back? Because they weren't a bad defense last year. I felt like, but I feel like they lost some guys. They replaced some guys with some young guys. And do, so do you think they take a step back this year? I just I just don't see I'm not listen, I'm not saying that they won't go out and play well. They they know their team, but when I'm looking at the defense, I like I like Robert Quinn on the edge. I like yeah. Roquan Smith, uh Jalen Johnson as one of their cornerbacks, Kyler Gordon. They got I like their corners, they're not bad. I just think they're gonna get exposed. And then my favorite player in their defense 
is Jaquan Brisker. Bro, I wanted to draft him so bad out of Penn State. Um, (laughs) But unfortunately, he went before. And I'm glad we were able to get Drake Jackson. Um, but I don't, their secondary to me, isn't that great. I would like, to, I would force the ball if I'm Trey Lance and I know you shouldn't do this. If Jaquan Brisker is covering George Kittle, I'm throwing the Kittle all day. Like, yeah. I, like I want to see Jaquan, like try to defend him. Kittle's going to put moves on this guy. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a good game. Like it's going to be, that's going to be, that's a good matchup. That's a must see TV matchup. Can Robert Quinn get around? Trent, no. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, even though he's yeah. going to be playing on the right side, can he get around Mike McGlinchey? Eh. So that's where the chips come in. That's where the Warners and the Kittles come in, and they chip this guy. They make him a non-factor. I don't think the interior is a problem. I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the run as well as they did last year. I think they're missing some key guys. So I like yeah. the 49ers. In this game, I don't think the Bears defense is screaming. I, I like Roquan Smith, but I don't think the Bears defense is screaming yeah. with players. Then look at our depth compared to their depth. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, no, they they have they barely have good some good starters, <laughs> let alone let alone guys backing them up. And it's uh the way I look at I look at it the same way that you did. I look at Robert Quinn is gonna be their main pass rusher, which he's probably gonna get get loose for one once or twice like uh, cuz he's a good player and good player. Uh, but but the uh, the loss of of Mac I think is is huge for their pass rush um because they have Al Kaden Muhammad on the other side right now uh from what I see and uh and then you got Roquan Smith of course mm-hmm. like uh, he's a really good linebacker I would say he's probably top 5 linebacker uh in the league but uh but then, and then, but then you got Nicholas Morrow, who I don't really know too much about. And, but they got Sterling Weatherford, who was an undrafted free agent. Uh, I like year. Sterling though. I, I like him. I, but, I had I had him getting drafted, yeah, and I had too. the 49ers scouting him. I, I thought that was going to be a nice little pickup. He could play nickel too. Look, look I, I like I like the kid. Yeah, That's I good. like I like Sterling. Like, uh, and I was hoping that the 49ers kind of picked him. He was one of those guys they picked up and converted to a linebacker spot. Yes, because he was always a big guy. He was always Just, a really big guy. He had a ton of speed for his size. That's it. And like, uh, yeah, and it was, and he's instinctual tackler. Like the guy is a nice tackler. Like, uh, so I thought he might be good in that role. And when he went undrafted, I was like, oh, hopefully they get him. But uh, but you know, it is what it is. And he got. He got released, and then they put him on the. He got released, and then they put him on the practice squad. But then oh. they just elevate him again. So, so yeah, he's, like uh, he's, it looks probably, like he's gonna be starting now. It looks like he's gonna be starting. Yeah, I mean, according to ESPN depth chart, because uh, yeah. it looks like Javen White went on the IR. Um, yeah. and yeah, like, but I, yeah. I love Jalen Johnson too. Uh, Jalen Johnson is a really good. Uh, I like him. But this this is the thing about the 49er offense. Is that is that like when you have good players on D on the other side on the defense, it's not like you're going to be playing every other football team because uh, because uh, Kyle uses all of your the things that make you good mm-hmm. against you. <laughs> like uh, he kind of takes those things. He knows you're going to be here, and he takes those and he says, "Okay, well, I know you got to do this if I do this, and you're going to do it well." But that's the reason why you're going to be completely out of position for this play 
that I that I do. And it's I just think that a lot of guys get are get caught up in being in not being in so you you kind of have to be really instinctual when you play the 49ers and uh and yeah, like uh but I love Jaquan Brisker and like I like Jalen Johnson, I like their secondary, I just think they're really young and yes. they're and that's and that's really what Kyle's gonna take advantage of. Uh, but I think that as they grow like uh, together, uh, Jaquan Brisker is uh, is an animal. I, He'll I, be I a top safety that, in the league, bro. Yes, he is. So like, uh, and I wanted him for the four, just like you. I was, I kept hoping that they would trade up with all those picks that they had in this last draft. I'd never thought that they would use every single last one of them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would. Here we I, are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. What, what were you saying? You were saying something. I would have traded up. I, I, I that, that's what I would have did. I, I'm Me too. I, like I said. I love the Drake Jackson pick, but I would have traded up. I'm sorry. Because, they already signed Luka Teray. They had edge rushers, and I would have traded up, and I yeah. would have filled that void because Jimmy Ward is going to be possibly walking at the end of this season. I like Hufanga, but Brisker is 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 already ahead of the curve when it comes to the safety position and he can play in the box and he can play free safety. And that's the type of, those are the type of pieces the 49ers want. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to peachy. Like I appreciate you for coming on. It's good peach. Um, But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I I, like, and the, all of a sudden, I don't know if you noticed, but the, uh, the bears fans started getting a little, they started getting a little, a little mouthy on Twitter because the players are getting mouthy. Yeah, and it, it and it's like, and I think we remember this last season when we played Detroit right before the Detroit game, week one. Like uh, the players were starting to get mouthy, like the fans started to get mouthy, and uh, I, and I really, I honestly, I don't I hope it doesn't end up like uh, that game because we kind of came out a little flat in the second half mm. of that game. But uh, that's kind of what I'm scared of. But I, I just don't, I don't understand looking at this roster and looking at. Uh, and looking at who they have, I just maybe they, it's just because they don't know they don't know some of the a lot of the a lot of people don't really know the players on our team. We know Correct. our team better than everybody. So, uh, but I just feel like it's the matchups are not there for them. And but do you think that we're going to struggle without Jimmy Ward? And does this D line and yeah. does the D line hit the ground running? That's a great question because you. <laughs> Oh man, that's a that's a great question. I think there's going to be some adjusting. Um, I don't know if they'll struggle, but there's definitely going to be some adjusting. It's gonna and it's gonna take some time to adjust to, right? Because if I'm a defense, I'm trying to test the middle of the field. I want to see what Tavares work can do. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they play cover one, single high safety a lot in this game. Let Tavares roam that field. If they have to switch to the two deep safety, uh, it could get a little tricky. I just think Tavarius Moore plays better at that free safety spot. If I'm the Bears, I'm attacking him. He's coming off of an injury. That's the mm-hmm. weakest link. I'm also going to test Talanoa Hufanga. Can he cover yeah. our tight ends? Can he cover these running backs? Can he cover? Because that's what it comes down to. They're going to throw slants. They're going to throw this. They're going to try to scheme to get their guys open. And the safety's got to save plays. They got to be there. And they got to wrap and tackle. I'm all good about the hit or whatever like that, but they got to make sure that if they're going to hit, hit them so hard that they if they fall down, number two, wrap and tackle, 
because yeah. good tackling is going to come down to being a key in this game. We can't have these missed tackles. There was a lot of missed tackles last year on October 31st. A lot of missed tackles. I believe the team is different. I believe the identity is different. I believe the mentality is different. And because I believe that those are different, I think this team is just going to have to go out there and execute, execute, execute. Yeah, for sure. And I and I love that you mentioned the whole the whole the the missed tackle thing because it's that's kind of what I saw out of the backups in in preseason. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk about preseason, but uh is that when we got into that second and third string, guys weren't wrapping up. Like not not the not the safeties. And uh like uh, and it, it that's what I think that's what worries me more than anything about this Jimmy Ward loss is that like a guy like uh, Odom, uh, he wasn't really rap. He doesn't really rap like drag guys down. He tries to drag guys down. It's more like he holds on and waits for somebody else to come and help him. <laughs> and uh, and I just I yeah it it that facet makes me scared. Like uh, for 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 that that there might be a a big player too in our future uh, when that's where that's. But if they have more starting and. Like, but like you said, he takes, I mean, we've known he's takes bad angles, like, uh, mm-hmm. that, like, especially when he had, he's forced to come up, but it's so, yeah, like in that aspect, once again, it comes, comes down to the tackling. Like, uh, I, I don't, I don't worry about him in coverage so much, but I, I do worry about him as far as the tackling thing goes. So that's that, I think that's the only reason why I'm kind of worried about Jimmy Ward being out for so long, but I'm hoping that I, I that, uh, D'Amico, is going to do his best as he normally does to whenever we have a weakness, he kind of finds this way to kind of hide it. (laughs) And we still look dominant. Like uh, when we didn't have corners, we still turned it into, uh, we still became, we had Amber Thomas out there, a rookie. And granted he looked better towards the end of the season, but, but uh, like D'Amico was able to find ways to, to kind of hide his deficiencies. And I'm hoping he can do the same thing for whoever's back there. I don't think we even know who's going to be back there yet. Yeah, if I had to start two safeties, I think I would go with, uh, you know, I, I like Odom. Uh, I think he's going to be utilized definitely on special teams. And I think, you know, one of the things you mentioned is him being able to wrap and tackle. Like these guys are trying to lay these big hits, like the hit stick, according to Madden. Um, and that's the one thing I loved about Jimmy Ward. He was an enforcer and he would make sure he finished his tackles. So let's see if Hufanga grew. Because Ward said that they were the best safety tandem in the league. That's shortly after, you know, Ward's counterpart, Jaquiski Tart, was no longer on the team. And it's just yeah, like, that wow. Was, that was surprising. But you like, get what uh, I'm saying? He named you, them as the best safety duo in the league, safety tandem in the league. So let's see how it happens. I, I think Hufanga is going to prove to some people this year why he was drafted. We're going to see a better, much more smarter Hufanga now that the game has slowed down for him. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, it comes down to more and Ward. I, I mean, more and um, Odom. I don't know. One of those guys got to play free safety. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so who speaking back on that, back on that defensive line real quick, how many sacks? I want to hear your prediction of what, how many sacks you think we end up, uh, we end up getting this season. As a whole collective group? Yeah. All right. What did they finish with last year? Because I know the 48. number was 48. So I think they eclipsed the 50 mark. 
I think I think they eclipsed the 50 mark, and I think they set the record. You ready? Here's my number: 56 sacks for this defense. 56 yeah. sacks for this defense. So we looked up the the record because I I said that I made the same prediction the other day, oh, wow. not knowing what the record was. <laughs> the record is in the 70s. Oh wow! Like Who, uh, which team was that? And I, oh, man, it's a different. I it's a different. I wish football. I would have kept that kept that stat, but like. Uh, uh, I said we were in a big uh, I think it was on Mariah's uh, Mariah's show we were on for her hundredth and I said my my bull prediction was that they were going to beat the record for sacks this season and uh, and of course Bashar had to get in there and, and uh, say well you know the, <laughs> the 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 record is like 76 like he looked it up and I can't remember which team it was but was it the Rams a, uh it was a long time ago I remember that it was a long time ago. It wasn't none of the high numbers were from anybody recent. Like uh, the most recent ones were like, I mean, there really wasn't anybody higher than 60. So, but mm. back in the day, I guess just because they didn't uh, like, uh, it, I, yeah. I, I don't know what the reason would be like, uh, why they would have 70. Yeah. yeah. But you would think that because they ran the ball so much back in the day that they wouldn't even have the opportunity to have that many sex. Good but, point. Uh, but uh but yeah so i don't know if they set the record if they set the record we win the super bowl i'll mm. tell you that 76 I, sacks i that that's 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 a lot <laughs> that is a lot bro like uh yeah so I, I i don't know if they set the record but it's gonna be a lot like uh, we'll just say that it's gonna be a lot and I, uh, i'm going with 56 i'm a, i feel like we're playing a game of spades now you make me want to go higher yeah uh, so maybe maybe I'll go with sixty. That I'll make it. I'll make it a, a nice sixty sack record for the 49ers defense. Yeah, it's the internet, bro. There ain't nobody pulling your receipts later. Got you. <laughs> Everybody's pulling their receipts. They that's all. That's that's all they do is pull receipts. Uh, that's true. But we're not putting it on Twitter. We, it, nobody's looking back at this podcast later. Like, Got uh, you. <laughs> so do you? Who do you think is gonna? One more thing before we get to the score predictions. Do we see more Aziz or Greenlaw? It depends. I think it depends. All right. So Greenlaw injury status will play the role. So he's been in the non uh, football contact blue jersey, uh, but he's been practicing. All right. Uh, I think he has an elbow injury. Not sure what it is off the top of my head. So that can be a a question. If he plays, he's probably going to play with an elbow brace or whatnot. Um, But I want to see. Like on them nickel packages, it better be Greenlaw and mother freaking Fred Warner out there with Samuel Womack. And then you have that rotational guy. So God forbid if anything happened to Greenlaw, now you just factor in Aziz Al-Shair on the same nickel packages. And I could see them guys getting spelled. They, I feel like Greenlaw and Al-Shair do it well. But if I give the one up when it comes to pass coverage, I give the one up on Greenlaw, man. He's making plays out there, man. He knows how to read the defense. We've seen it. We've seen interceptions on goal lines. Like this is just, it's just, it's, 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 it's in his nature to play <laughs> the pass. Um, yeah. That was kind of hard to say, but it's in his nature to play the pass. I like Greenlaw when it comes to the nickel package. So I think you see more. Greenlaw. Why? Because I think they're going to come out with a lot of three wide receiver sets. Three wide receiver sets for the Bears. Two wide receivers we don't know. And then Darnell Mooney. Like that, that's what it's going to be. And then we're going to have to play our game. We're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. The, Melissa wants to know if we heard anything, any idea when Oren Burks is going to be cleared. 
Um, no, we haven't actually. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard linebacker. Um, but I, I think he's going to be fine. He yeah. had what was it? I forgot what the injury was, but it wasn't too severe. Yeah, um, I mean, he didn't look in pain at all. He was mic'd up during that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, so I think Arm Burks is going to be fine. Uh, he's another guy I I that I'm so, was pleasantly surprised by in the preseason. Tackling uh, machine, bro. Yeah, man. That 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 was crazy. I thought he was just going to be. I was like, oh, this guy going to be a. He's going to be a weakness if he's actually got to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it didn't turn out that way. So okay, score prediction. Overall, how do you see this game ending up? Well, according to my Madden score prediction, the 49ers win this game 21 to 13. Now there's a lot of context there, and I'll 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 share like what happened. Like, you know, you could watch the video or whatever, like, but um the 49ers, I think they're gonna dominate and control the game. Mm-hmm. And they're the only way the 49ers lose this game is if they beat themselves. This is one of those games where you go in, you set the tone, and you make it happen. You enforce your will on the other team. You do that for every game. But this is one where the 49ers need to make sure they make – this is that statement game. You know, let's make the statement to the NFL that we came to play. I, they did this last season against the Bear, against the Lions who weren't that great, and they set the tone. They had what, It was like 31 yeah. to what, 13, 31 to 14 or something yeah, like that. they were that. killing them. And then fourth quarter came and they just said, eh, yeah, you it, know, Kyle like started trying out stuff. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he was doing. Don't make those mistakes, bro. Don't make those mistakes, Kyle. I know you watching. Don't make those mistakes. <laughs> Learn from your mistakes. I want to see more importantly, if Kyle Shanahan has grown in the off season. That's, that's my thing. As far as that my score right prediction, there. I got the 49ers man scoring. Oh, this is tough because I really feel like they're going to run the ball. The weather might not be nice. I'm going to go 24. I'm going to go 24 to 9. I don't think they, they get in the end zone. I don't think the 49ers defense allowed the Bears to get into the end zone. 24-9. Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I had it 27 to 7. I thought okay. that they might get one touchdown like late. <laughs> and uh and that's and it, it really takes a lot for me to get to make that wide of a margin uh because i'm always a pessimist and i always think the what ifs like what if kyle just like you were saying like starts starts doing kyle things and starts overthinking everything and uh but i feel like he's gonna come out he's coming out with something to prove and i think that this is the perfect team to prove it against uh i think he wants to let everybody know that Trey is his quarterback uh, and that this is what it's going to be all season. We're going to shove it down your throat and we're going to make you like it. <laughs> and that's, and that's the way it goes. Like, that's the way uh, it should be. That's the way it that's- should be. Yeah, for sure. So like, I, yeah, I just think, uh, I think that that's that, I think it's going to be a blowout and uh, yeah, I, I like, I think it's going to be uh, a really nice road win and he's going to have some momentum going into Seattle. I agree 100%. Yeah. 100%. The uh so well hopefully obviously we all hope to come out with with any with uh, like without any injuries right. anything like uh and uh I'm just I'm just wondering do you think at the last second they might pull somebody 
uh, like keep them off the starting lineup because they they're kind of iffy going to, and they think that the game is going to be too easy. I kind of did want to ask you that. Hmm. I, I don't think that's how. Uh, well, that's tough because Kyle Shanahan's injury rec- track record is terrible. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's terrible, bro. Um, I I would say this. If the percentage isn't higher to for if the probability isn't higher for those players to play this game, I would keep them out. So for yeah. for example, if Mike McGlinchey is like at like 40%, even 50%, that's who I, I would thinking. let him, I would let him rest. Yeah. I would I would rather go with Colton McKivitz, maybe Blake Hantz plays. I don't know. Jalen Moore. I would rather go with those guys only because you don't want to risk losing him for the season. For the season, yeah, yeah. And so when that number creeps up to like 75, 80%, then I put him out there because his 80% is still probably better than the yeah. other guys that we mentioned. For sure. Now, if those other guys are gelling, that did, it doesn't create a riffraff, but that might be a good problem to have because now you can allow him to rest even more. Yes, and that's what I'm thinking uh, because with the Blake Hans uh, pickup, now we have like two brun skills. Two brun because <laughs> that's really that, that's what that's what uh, like uh, some Cleveland fans I talked to on Twitter. They were what they were saying. They were really upset about losing him. By the way, like uh, they said that he's yeah, expendable, man. It's, it's uh, he was he was, but at the same time, like it was just they looked at him like we look at Brunskill, like the super sub that you just plug him in like uh, wherever, and he's going to give you at least decent play. So, but hey, Breezy, I really appreciate you coming on today. Like, it's about time for us to get out of here. And, but I'm, I'm so, uh, like, I'm, like I said before, I'm so excited for the season. So excited to have you here on the, for the week one preview. And I really appreciate, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you tell the people, the good people? Oh, and I appreciate everybody in the chat, all the comments, Peachy, Mariah, Melissa, uh, all Courtney, all the other people that came in, Chris. And uh, and yeah, I appreciate all of you guys and I appreciate everybody out there for watching. Why don't you let Breezy tell you one more time where you can find him on Barack Obama's Internet and (laughs) and go ahead, bro. I love it. First of all, Peter, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Niner Fanatic podcast is about to blow up. Football season is underway, man. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe right here on his channel. And don't do me a favor. Take this link and share that shit. He said he's not going to be on the internet. Share it. Why? We want other people, other 49er faithfuls to know about the Niner Fanatic podcast, right? Tag me in it. Tell him Breezy said so. All right. That's what we're going to do. You can find me at Wayne Breezy YouTube, Wayne Breezy Twitch, Wayne Breezy uh, Twitter, Wayne Breezy 2 Instagram, Wayne Breezy TikTok. It's just Wayne Breezy. Just type in Wayne Breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-I-E on your internet, Google bar, search bar, whatever, Bing, Yahoo, whatever it is you use, Hotmail, y'all still use that, MSN, I don't know. Whatever it is you use, type it in there. I'm sure my name will pop up, and then boom, you just click over wherever you want to go, man. Yeah, awesome, awesome, bro. Like, uh, and, like, and like he was saying, you can pretty much find me everywhere too. I'm on YouTube, on Twitter. I'm on, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm getting on Instagram now. And, uh, and then off, of course you can always find the audio version on any podcasting platform you can think of, uh, Apple, Google, whatever you want it, wherever you want to find it, just get it. But, 
But yeah, like once again, appreciate my guests today. Appreciate all you guys for coming in. Appreciate you at home for watching. I appreciate all the people that are going to listen to the audio version on the on their podcast platforms. But as always, the, like it starts with week one. Uh, like uh, all we want to think about is get through this game healthy. We get the win. And as always, go Niners. <laughs>